You're listening to a presentation of The Rising. We're always encouraged to know God is changing lives through this ministry. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, please let us know and send an email to stories at wearetherising.com. Now, prepare your heart and mind to hear a word from God. Today we're starting this brand new series called Honorology, and chances are you didn't wake up this morning and think to yourself, you know what I need more of in my life? Some honor. Hope I go to church and they talk about honor, right? Chances are, for everybody in here, honor is one of the furthest things uh, from your mind. But, but what I want to do throughout this series is show you just how vital honor is in your life and actually show you that honor is the key to unlocking doors that will take you to the next level in your life. Uh, back in early 2015, I was in a coaching network with Pastor Daniel Floyd. Uh, Pastor Daniel Floyd is a pastor of LifePoint Church. It's a church that meets in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Uh, They actually have four different campuses, one in Fredericksburg, one in Stafford, one in Culpeper, and one in Spotsylvania. Uh, I'll tell you all that just in case you know somebody who lives in those areas, you should tell them to go to LifePoint. I'd highly recommend it. If I didn't lead this church, I'd drive up there to go there. Um, But... But I was in a coaching network with him, and and actually last year he came and preached live for us, and then he preached a couple times via video as well. Um, This is a church that started off with one campus with hundreds of people, and now they have four campuses, and they're seeing thousands of people come to know who God is. And when I was in this coaching network with him earlier last year, I remember him saying this. Uh, He attributed all the growth that they had seen in their church, uh, all the things that were made possible in their church, uh, to this to a culture of honor that they created within their church. He said, the reason why we've seen the amazing things we've seen in our church, the reason why we've grown like we have, the reason why we've seen all this great stuff is because of the culture of honor that we created. You know, for us as a church, um, honor is one of our values. Uh, We say it like this, that honor flows up, down, and to the sides. Uh, We train our team members on honor. Honor is a key component for me. Uh, But even though we have honor on a banner, and even though we talk about honor, uh, and and even though it's something that's vital to me, I feel like I could do a better job in laying a foundation for creating a culture of honor in our church. And I think the evidence is found in, in this. If I were to just ask you what the definition of honor was, like before you watched the video we just showed earlier, I think if I were to ask you the definition of honor, you might respond like I would have responded before I really understood and knew what honor was. Like if you had asked me a long time ago what honor is, I would respond to you like a school child, right? Like I'd say, well, um, honor, is, uh, honor is a good thing and it's something we should do and honor. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right? Like that's how I would have responded if you were to ask me before what honor I had no idea. And and now that you know what honor is, and and maybe many of you already knew what honor was, uh, chances are uh, honor isn't something that you live out all the time. And the reason I believe that is because we live in an honor illiterate society, right? We live in a country where we're quick to slam the leaders of our government on social media. We show a lack of honor. Uh, We work in environments uh, where it's easy for us to bash our boss and our coworkers uh, through gossip and talking bad about them because of a lack of honor. We reside in families that are filled with dysfunction because of a lack of honor. We attend churches where we show up thinking it's more of a social club and a show than the house of God with a word from God that's gonna be imparted in our lives. See, there's a lack of honor in our society. Honor is a dying thing. Pastor Daniel Floyd told me that the reason why they had seen the tremendous growth they had, he attributed everything that God had done in their church to the culture of honor that they created. And so what I wanna do throughout this series uh, is I wanna take you to school. 
The school is the Institute of Biblical Education. The course is Honorology, and today's lesson is not without honor. So if you'd do me a favor, go ahead and take out your program that we provided for you as you came in with the pen that we provided for you. That's why we give you a program and a pen, so you have to take notes because we gave it to you. You got no excuse not to take notes. But um, as studious students getting ready to take notes, would you do me a favor and write down my title at the top of that note section? It's this, not without honor. Not without honor. In other words, it's not going to happen without honor. We're not going to grow without honor. We're not going to see God do great and amazing things in our church without honor. You're not going to go to the next level of life uh, without honor. It won't happen without honor. Not without honor. Now, uh, here's a couple things I need to tell you about this series. One is, it's a two-week series. Um, it could easily be four, five, or six weeks, but I, I, I only had time for two weeks in this series, so I had to narrow a, a, a lot of this down. Uh, this is a crash course on honor. Uh, the other thing is this. I understand that through doing this series, um, we are not automatically going to have a culture of honor in our church. A series isn't going to do that. Um, hopefully, it's something I've been building, but my hope is that in this series, this is going to be a launching pad for you to get your heart and your mind centered around the idea of honor, and it'll be something that you begin to embrace and live out uh, moving forward. R really, what I want to do in this series is I want to give you the download notification so that you can click accept and allow God to do the upgrade in your heart so that honor becomes part of your your operating system. Like that, that's my hope in this series. And so in starting off with this, I want to go ahead and give you the definition of honor. Uh, so if you're taking notes, go ahead and write this down. And if you're not taking notes, you're getting an F. Uh, no, <laughs> go ahead and write this down anyway. Uh, here's the definition of honor. Honor comes from the Greek word teme. Teme is spelled T-I-M-E. Yep, you guessed it. That's where we get our word time from. Uh, if I were to ask you, what the most valuable commodity you have available to you is, the answer is time. Your time is the most valuable commodity you have available to you. And because of that, it's no wonder that the Greek word teme, that we translate as honor, actually means value, to have worth, uh, to hold weight, to be seen as important and valuable. So the definition for honor is valuable to assign value, to attribute value to someone or to something. And so this is honor. I'll give you an example. If somebody were to come into this room, somebody that you really admire, somebody you really look up to, um, how would you respond to them? Like if Morgan Freeman were to come into this room or Kate Winslet or A-Rod or Tom Brady or whoever it is for you, if they were to come into this room and it's somebody you're excited to see and you look up to, uh, you, would, you would respond with honor. You would place high value on that person. If they came in here, you'd be excited. You'd stand to greet them. If there were no seats in here, you'd offer them your seat. If they talked to you, you'd listen to them. You'd pay attention to them. As they left, you would rush to open the door for them. You would honor them, and you would show them honor because you place high value on them. Uh, if the president were to walk into this room, whether you agree with him or not, whatever you think about him, you'd still stand in his presence to honor the office that he holds if, if he were to talk to you and you were to address him, you wouldn't address him as, oh, just Obama, but you'd call him Mr. President. Why? Because we honor the person who holds that office. We, we put value in that person because of the office they hold. If Oprah Winfrey were to call you right now and say, hey, baby, I want you to come meet me in Chicago tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., you would do whatever you could to go meet Oprah. Why? Number one, because you think she's going to give you a free car, but number two, because it's Oprah. 
right? Like you would do whatever you could to go meet her tomorrow at 9 a.m. You'd call your work, you'd say, hey, I'm not coming in. You'd get a plane ticket, you'd drive all night. You would do whatever you could to go meet Oprah, why? Because you place value in her, it's Oprah. And if Oprah doesn't do it for you, whoever it is that would do it for you. If they said, I want to meet you tomorrow at 9 a.m., you would do whatever it took to go meet them because you place value on them. You would honor them with your presence. They're asking you to spend time with them. I'll give you another example of honor, um, meaning value. If I were to come to your house and you gave me a tour of your house, chances are you'd take me to a place of honor where you have something displayed. Maybe you take me to the cabinet where you have the shadow box of the flag that you were given when you retired from the military, and it's displayed honorably right there on the cabinet. Uh, or maybe you take me to a shelf where you have a Hank Aaron's autographed ball that's, that's displayed prominently on the shelf there. Or maybe you'd show me a painting that's above your couch, and it's a painting somebody gave you, and it means a lot to you, or you paid a lot of money for it. Either way, you've assigned it a place of honor because you value it. The, 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 the flag isn't up in your attic somewhere. You didn't toss the baseball in your junk drawer in your kitchen. Uh, the painting isn't hanging out in your garage. You've put it in a place of honor because you hold value, uh, because it holds value for you. Um, now, if the flag was in the attic, if the baseball was in the junk drawer in your kitchen, if the painting was in the garage, then you'd be dishonoring it. And the definition of dishonor is this, to treat as common. So dishonor is to treat as common. Uh, often it's good to understand a word by understanding its antonym, the opposite of that word. And so if honor means to treat as valuable, dishonor means to treat something as common. It's not that you necessarily treat it bad, you just kind of treat it as common. That's no big deal, it's every day, it's, it's ordinary, it's normal. Dishonor is to treat as common. And because of that, the spectrum between honor and dishonor uh, is a slippery one. Uh, the, the steps between honor and dishonor are just a few. Because you can move from honoring something, placing high value on something, to dishonoring it, treating it as common quickly. And here's how you move from honoring something to dishonoring something. You take it for granted. When you start to take something for granted, what you once valued, you now see as common. I'll say it like this. Familiarity breeds dishonor. Familiarity breeds dishonor. This is why the people who are closest to us are the most dishonored in our lives. It, it, think about your spouse. You talk to them in a tone of voice you wouldn't talk to anybody else in. Why? Because you see them as common. You're dishonoring them. You don't see them as more valuable than everybody else. I mean, do, do you rush to open the car door for your wife? Do you stand when she comes into the room like you would for Morgan Freeman? Right? Think about your friends. When you meet up with your friends, are you constantly late, showing them dishonor, treating them as common? Oh, it's just my friends. Or do you arrive early like you would for Kate Winslet? Right? When, when, when you come to an experience like this on a Sunday morning, do you come with the same expectation, the same excitement as you would for a concert or for a football game? Or because we do this every week, it's just kind of like, oh, well, that's church, and so it's common. See... What we take for granted, what we become familiar with, we start to see as common, and because we see it as common, we dishonor it. Value, or honor is to place value on something. Dishonor is to see it as common. We live in a society, we live in a world where it's easy to dishonor. 
but we need to change that as the church. We need to be the kind of people who rise up and show honor because we give value and we see value in everything and in every person. I, so, so this is the definition for honor, right? And this is also, also the definition for dishonor. Um, but again, this is a crash course. So I, I got to move from the introduction uh, to take it further. And, and, and here's, here's where we're going to go. You might wonder, but what if I don't respect somebody? Because we show honor to all people. And you might say, but what if I don't respect somebody? And here's what you need to understand. Honor and respect are two different things. Honor and respect are not the same thing. Respect is earned, honor is given. Respect is earned, honor is given. You might not respect somebody, but you still give them honor. And so you might not respect um, your boss or your higher ups, but you still show them honor. And, and, And so here's how this looks. You might not respect your direct report because of their um, lackadaisical work ethic, so you disrespect them because of that, but you still show them honor because of the position that they hold. And so you say to them, uh, not this part, but even though I don't respect you, and then you say this part, um, I'm still going to honor you as your employee. I'm going to be the best employee that you have. Uh, I'm going to serve you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you achieve your vision. I'm going to do whatever I can because I'm the kind of person who shows honor. Even though you might not agree with uh, the president or respect him or whoever the next president is going to be, you don't have to respect them, but you still show honor to them because of the position and the office that they hold. And so you say, I'm the kind of person who shows honor regardless. And so what that means is I'm going to show honor by not bashing them on Facebook, and I'm going to commit to pray for them. I'm going to pray that God would guide them and lead them in our country. We still show honor even though we don't respect somebody because respect and honor are two different things. You earn respect. You give honor. And maybe you'd ask this question, but what if somebody's not worthy of honor? What if, what if they're not worthy of honor? Here's the thing. Even though somebody might not even be worthy of honor, we still show honor because honor doesn't depend on what you deserve. Honor depends on what I decide. See, let me say it again. Honor doesn't depend on what you deserve. It's not about you. It's about me. It depends on what I decide. We show honor not because of that person, but because of who we are. Honor is a character thing for us. It's not because you deserve it, but it's because I decide to give it to you. Uh, Honor is like worship, in that you still worship whether you feel like it or not. You decide to worship God in the midst of the trial and the storm or when things are good, because your worship releases the blessing of heaven in your life. It's something I decide to do. The circumstances don't have to be right for me to do it. That's why we give, because generosity doesn't depend on the circumstances. Generosity depends on me and my heart. We we do it whether they deserve it or not, because we decide to show honor. If I had the time, I'd give you an example uh, from the scriptures, but but I don't have time to tell you about Hannah and Eli in 1 Samuel chapter 1. See, what happened was Hannah uh, was barren. She couldn't have a child, and so she goes to the tabernacle, and she's praying in her torment and her grief that God would give her a child. But Eli, the priest of the tabernacle, sees her praying. He thinks she's drunk, and so he goes up to her, and he says, how long are you going to stay drunk? Let go of your wine. And then Hannah is like, are you kidding me? Right? Because what happens here is Eli disrespects her. He dishonors her. He jumps to a conclusion. You know, not everybody believes the best. And so he jumps to a conclusion about her. He, he judges her. And thank God Hannah didn't respond like a typical American Christian. 
Because if she responded like a typical American Christian, she would have said, are you kidding me right now? Like, I'm here pouring out my heart to God, and you can't tell the difference between that and somebody who's drunk? What kind of priest are you? Like, you should be fired from this position. I'm telling my husband, we're going to the tabernacle down the street. Right? That, that, thank God she didn't respond that way. Even though she was disrespected, even though she was dishonored, she responded to him with honor because she understood that our reward, see, we show honor to others because our reward is tied to how we show honor. I don't have time to tell you how she responded, but if I did, I'd show you in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 15. Here's what happens. She says this, not so, my Lord. So he's now disrespected her, dishonored her, jumped to a conclusion about her thinking she's drunk. And she says, not so, my Lord. Notice that she still calls him my Lord, right? So she humbles herself and addresses him in the position that he's in. She shows him honor. I'm a woman who's deeply troubled. I've not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Don't take your servants. Again, she humbles herself. She puts herself below him. She recognizes the position there and still shows honor to him. Don't take your servant for a wicked woman. I've been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. And Eli answered, because you know when you jump to a conclusion, when you don't believe the best and you get more information, you're like, oh, my bad. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> so, so now that he has more information, now that he understands, now that he realizes he was wrong, here's what he says in verse 17. Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. Skip down to verse 20. So in the course of time, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, because I asked the Lord for him. Now the name Samuel means heard by God. So Hannah realizes because I asked God for a son, and because I honored the man of God, the one who represents God, even though he dishonored me and disrespected me, I received the blessing that he carried, and I have a son because God heard my request. And here's the thing, Eli did not deserve to be honored. Later on in 1 Samuel, we see that God even calls Eli and his family wicked. He says he's going to cut him and his family off because of how wicked they were. Eli did not deserve honor, but because Hannah showed honor, she received the reward that he carried as a priest of God. We show honor even if we're dishonored because honor isn't about whether you deserve it or not. Honor is about what I decide to do. Honor is about me. I'm going to show honor regardless because my reward is tied to how I honor. I need to take this further. So we've said that honor is to show value to somebody. Dishonor is to treat somebody as common. Um, so, so there's the first thing. The second thing that we said is that we show honor whether they deserve it or not because honor is a decision that I make because my reward is tied to honor. So it's about me. But a third reason, uh, the third point in this is we show honor because not, not so much a for that person or that thing, but we show honor because of who and what they represent. When I show honor to someone, I'm showing honor to who and what they represent. My honor extends beyond that person to someone else. And again, every time you hear honor, I hope you hear value. I give value to the person or that thing because of who or what they represent. I'll show you what I mean. These uh, are sentinels who are standing guard um, 
at the tomb of the unknown soldier in uh, Arlington National Cemetery. I don't know if you could see or not, but it's pouring down rain here. Um, And the question that we have to ask is, why would these men sacrifice their comfort and their time to guard this tomb? Why would they stand out there in the rain like this to show honor to this memorial? I mean, it's just a tomb, right? No. It's because of what this tomb, it's because of what this memorial represents. See, this memorial represents all those who lost their lives in World War I, World War II, and the Korean War who remained unnamed. This tomb, this memorial represents something so much greater. They're not out here showing honor just to the tomb, but they're showing honor because of what the tomb represents. When we show honor to someone or to something, we show honor, we show value, not just to them or that thing, but to what they represent. John Bevere, uh, in his book, Honor's Reward, um, which really is a book that uh, helped me in developing this series, uh, and it's also a book that, if I could, I would make it like required reading in all of Christendom. Like, it'd be like, the Bible and Honor's Reward. Gotta read them. Um, but, if, <laughs> but, but if you're interested more in this, I highly recommend that you read the book. But in his book, he, he gave an example uh, uh, about this concept of honor. He said that uh, he was invited to be a guest speaker uh, at a conference um, that this minister was putting on in another country, and there were 5,000 pastors who were there, and these pastors represented churches all over the world. And so John Bevere was there as a guest preacher, and uh, there were other guest speakers there as well. But he was being served by this one guy. Uh, this guy, uh, he, he didn't say what it was. Maybe he carried his bags. Maybe he brought him something to eat. He, he did something for him. He helped him. He served him. He showed him honor because of his position. Uh, and then when that guy walked off, the minister who was holding the conference went up to John Bevere, and he said, hey, do you know who that guy is who just served you? And he said, no, nah, who is it? And he said, that guy is the head of the CIA for this whole country. And John was kind of taken aback, and he was like, oh, man. Like, that guy just honored me in this way. He just served me. Like, I should be serving him. I should be showing him honor. Like, like he, he just served me in this way. It, it's an honor for me to meet him. And the minister who was putting on this conference replied back to John Bevere, and he said, you are the man of God, aren't you? You are the man of God, aren't you? See, what he was explaining is that it was that man's honor to serve you. Because when he was serving you, when he was showing you honor, not only was he honoring you, but he was honoring the one whom you represent. You are the man of God, aren't you? See, it's not just about the person in front of you that you honor, but you honor who they represent. You honor what that thing, if it's something, represents. So honor goes beyond just the person in front of us, but it goes into something greater. Uh, I'll show you this truth in the scriptures. If you have a Bible, I want you to open up to Matthew chapter 10, verse 40. Uh, is this helping y'all out? Like, this isn't a sermon where I got you responding back to me. I'm not getting loud or anything like that. Is that okay? This is helping y'all out? Good. You know, I get insecure sometimes. I just need to know that people are listening to me. Matthew chapter 10, verse 40. Uh, go ahead and turn there in your Bible. Also, the words for on the screen. But Matthew chapter ten, verse forty. Now, what's happening here is Jesus is speaking to his disciples. He's about to send them out on on this journey, and and here's what he explains to them. Matthew chapter ten, verse forty. He says, "Anyone who welcomes you welcomes me, 
And anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. There's that principle right there. And you can uh, remove the word welcome and put honor in there, and it doesn't change the meaning of this. Anyone who honors you honors me, Jesus says. And anyone who honors me honors the one who sent me. So when somebody shows you honor, when somebody serves you, when somebody welcomes you, they're honoring their Father in heaven. So it extends beyond just the person in front of you. And, and this isn't just for people like me as a pastor, but this is for everyone. Here's why. Because even though you think that person might not be worthy of honor, the person is made in the image of God. And so when you show honor to that person, you're honoring the one who created them. So we show honor. Honor flows up down into the side. Verse 41. He said, whoever welcomes someone known to be a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes someone known to be righteous will receive a righteous person's reward. And if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is known to be my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly be rewarded. And so Jesus says this, that uh, how you receive somebody is dependent on how you see somebody. And how you see somebody determines how you treat somebody. Did you have time to write that down? I'll say it again. How you receive somebody is dependent on how you see somebody. And how you see somebody determines how you treat somebody. How you receive somebody is dependent on how you see somebody, and how you see somebody determines how you treat somebody. And so Jesus said this, that if you receive somebody as common, it's because you see them as common. You don't see any value in them. But it, and if you see them as common, then you'll treat them as common. It, it, it's so evident to me understanding how people see me based on how they treat me. Uh, if somebody treats me as common, I know it's because they see me as common. That's oh, no big deal. But if they treat me with honor, it's because they see me as valuable. Th th and so this is true. If you receive somebody as valuable, it's because you see them as valuable. And so you'll treat them with honor. Right? And when you do that, if you treat somebody as common, you cut yourself off from the reward that they carry. But if you treat someone with honor, if you receive someone with honor because you see them as valuable, then you open yourself up to the reward that they carry. You saw that in the passage, didn't you? Because Jesus said this, that if you receive a prophet as a prophet, then you'll receive a prophet's reward. So if you honor a prophet as a prophet, you'll get a prophet's reward. If you honor a righteous person as a righteous person, you'll get a righteous person's reward. And, and you can change those examples out, and it doesn't change the meaning. So it could be if you honor your boss as your boss, you'll receive a boss's reward. If you honor your parents as a parent, then you'll receive a parent's reward. If you honor a pastor as a pastor, then you'll receive a pastor's reward. Because the truth is, each and every one of us carry rewards with us. We all have something valuable to contribute. We all have, if it's understanding or knowledge or access, whatever it is, we all carry rewards with us. And when we're honored by somebody, it, they unlock the reward we carry. But if they dishonor us, then it shuts them off from the reward that we carry. Uh, I'll give you some examples that, to help out with this. Um, bosses. 
If you honor your employees as employees, you'll receive the reward that they carry. The way that you honor them is to let them know that you're grateful for what they do. Uh, you give them bonuses every once in a while. You write them handwritten thank you cards. You, you see them as valuable. And when you begin to see your employees as valuable, when you empower them to do what you've hired them for, then it opens up the reward that they carry, which is to be more productive in your company, which is to come to work with a great attitude, which is to understand that I get to work here. Oh my gosh, can you believe I get to work for a boss like that? As opposed to I have to work here, I have to work for this guy. See, when you honor them, it unlocks the reward that they carry. But if you dishonor them, it shuts you off from the reward that they carry. If you just see your employees as cogs in the machine to help you accomplish your vision, you never show gratitude, you, you never let them know how thankful you are that they, that they uh, choose to work for you, then what happens is you shut yourself off from the reward that they carry. Now they're resentful, now they're lazy, they're, they're not as productive as they could be, and they won't stay, right? See, it, it, it's all about honor and dishonor. One will open up rewards for you, the other shuts off rewards for you. Employees, if you honor your boss, you'll receive the reward that your boss carries with them. And so the way that you honor your boss is to let them know how grateful you are for them, that they gave you the opportunity that you have to work where you do. Find out what their favorite Starbucks drink is, and every single Monday, bring it to them, right? Take, take their car keys and go get their car washed and waxed just to say, thanks so much. Like, show them value for what they do. When you do that, you open up the reward that they carry with them, a reward of promotion, a reward of a raise, a reward of giving you more responsibility and letting you rise in the company. But if you dishonor your boss by talking back, by gossiping, by stealing from them, by goofing off when you're at work and you should be working but you're goofing off so you're stealing from them, if you dishonor them in that way and you see what you do as a drag, then you cut yourself off from the reward that your boss carries with them. Promotion, a raise, something greater, in your career. Uh, parents, uh, the, the, well, before I do parents, let me do husbands. Husbands, the same is true for you. If you honor your wife, you open yourself up to the reward that she carries, right? If you open the door for her, uh, if you build her up and lift her up, uh, if you pull her seat out for her, uh, if you let her know that you care about her, if you listen to every excruciating detail that she tells you about her day, then you open yourself up to the reward that she carries, which is to be a supportive and loving wife. Not only that, but you also open yourself up to another reward that you want every night, but you're probably not getting every night, you know what I mean? <laughs> if she feels loved in that way, you open yourself up to that reward. But if you dishonor her, if you live as married singles and you think life is about you and she's just kind of in the way and you always do what you want to do and you talk down to her and, and, and you just, like, if you dishonor her, you cut yourself off from the reward that she carries. Wives, if you honor your husbands, you open yourself up to the reward that he carries. The way that you honor your husband is you build him up. You tell him the things that he is doing well as opposed to the things that he's not doing well. You celebrate him. You give him uh, some rewards later on in the day. You know what I'm saying? It, that's one of the biggest motivators for men, I'm just saying. But, but as you honor him, uh, as you support him, as you encourage him, as you let him know, you know what, I'm so glad to be under your leadership, then what it does is it opens up the reward that he carries and he'll lead like you want him to lead. He'll be the man that you want him to be. But if you dishonor him by talking down to him, by talking bad about him in front of other people, if you dishonor him, then what it does is it shuts you off from the reward that he carries and he'll never become the man that you want for him to be. Parents, 
If you dishonor your kids, well, we'll do honor. Parents, if you honor your kids by telling them all that they could be, um, by believing in them and empowering them to be that, uh, by playing with them, by taking time with them, by putting your phone down and looking at them, if you honor your kids, then you reap the reward that they carry with them. Uh, they become productive. They, they, they become uh, kids who you're proud of. Uh, they become kids who love you back. If you honor your kids by disciplining them, right, by disciplining them, then, then they grow up into adults who are grateful for the home training they received. But if you dishonor your kids by trying to be their friend, by letting them run rampant, um, by giving them no boundaries, by ignoring them, by not spending time with them, then you shut yourself off to the reward that they carry, which is a reward uh, to make you proud, uh, uh, the, the joy that they bring into your life, because kids are blessings. And the moment you start cursing the blessing that God has given you is the moment you start to dishonor it and treat it as common, and you miss out on the reward that's there. Kids, if you honor your parents... Um, by respecting them, by having a great attitude, by doing what they say the first time and not making them count to three or five or 10 or whatever number they have to count to, but you honor them as your parents and you put them in that position and you show them value, then you will reap the rewards that parents bring with you. Uh, in the Old Testament, it talks about this, that uh, when parents honor, or when kids honor their parents, um, things will go well with you, it says, and you'll have a long life. In other words, your parents won't kill you, right? <laughs> if you honor your parents, but kids, if you dishonor your parents, you shut yourself off from the reward that they carry. And so the, re the reward that they carry is experience too. They've been there, they've done that. They know what they're talking about. They're trying to lead you in a better place. And so honor them, heed their advice, and do what they say. Kids, if you dishonor your parents, you shut yourself off from the reward that they carry. And think about this in your own life. Whenever you've dishonored your parents, it did not go well for you. But when you honor your parents, it goes well for you. And you have a long life, we're told. Uh, I could go on and on with, with examples, but I think you see the value in honoring people and assigning value to people. When we honor people, it unlocks the rewards that they carry, and we are benefited by it. I'll give you a, a personal example. Um, so my wife and I, we meet with people um, every once in a while, and uh, this has happened several times to me. It's happened several times to her, uh, but... Uh, I'll just share one of the several examples that have taken place. So my wife had this appointment to meet with somebody, and this person act, like set it up with her. They wanted to meet with her. And so um, she made time to meet with them. She kind of set aside time uh, during her day. And 20 minutes before they were supposed to meet, this person said, hey, sorry, I can't make it. I have errands to run. And so my, my wife has now set aside time and all this stuff, and she told me about it. And I knew I was preaching on this sermon. And so... Um, uh, on this topic, and I told her, I said, that person has a lack of honor. That, that person has a lack of honor. They don't see you as valuable, because you better believe if that person was meeting with Leonardo DiCaprio, they wouldn't have canceled on him for errands. <laughs> but because they didn't see her as valuable, they saw their errands more valuable, they missed out on the reward that my wife carries and could have given to them in that meeting, so they could wash clothes, or whatever it is. But honor is placing value on people. That's the thing that I've had to stop and do and say, man, am I honoring people in everything I do? 
And, and really what I need to do is, and I need to constantly remind myself of this, is like, okay, I wouldn't respond that way though, like if, if I was going to meet with Tom Brady, for real. Like I'd do what, you know, I'd, if, if, um, uh, if, if Morgan Freeman called me and left a voicemail for me, I'd call him right back and be like, hey, what's up? Like, wouldn't be like, ah, I'll get back to it later, right? Um, so I've just had to kind of do this to check my own honor. W- would I treat somebody else differently because I see them more valuable than I see the person in front of me? And if that's the case, then I need to step up my honor game. Um, so, honor. It won't happen without honor. You're not going to get to the next level in life if you don't honor. Our church isn't going to grow to where God is calling us to go if we don't do it without honor, or if we don't do it with honor. And so it takes honor uh, for, for, for us to accomplish all that God is calling us to do. Uh, I just want to close by giving you some practical examples for me um, about when I've felt honored, um, because one of the things that I have to look at is say, okay, how can I honor other people? Well, when have I felt honored? Well, then I'll do those things. Um, and then I want to give you some examples about how I've shown honor. Um, and then uh, you should have everything you need to go live this out, yeah? All right? Again, so, so I hope this has been helpful for you, but I just want to give you some, some examples of when I felt honored. Uh, there was a time my wife and I went on vacation, um, and when we came back, there were two couples who came to our house, and they cut our grass for us uh, and cleaned our house for us because they didn't want us to worry about it when we got back. And that was a time where I just felt honored that they would do something like that for us. They, they saw us as valuable. Um, this month is Pastor's Appreciation Month, and there have been people who, um, uh, w- one guy gave me and Irene a card uh, and a gift card to go see the movies, and he said, thanks so much uh, for what you do, and thanks for leading the group that we're a part of. Thanks for leading this church also. He didn't do it because it was Pastor's Appreciation Month. He was just appreciative, and so I felt honored in that way. Um, I felt honored when... Um, uh, people leave me encouraging notes, handwritten notes, and just say, thanks so much for what you do. It's got to be tough dealing with somebody like me. It is. Uh, <laughs> but I feel honored when that happens. I feel honored when I get the privilege to meet with somebody who, who's levels ahead of me and I get a chance uh, to learn from them. I feel honored when I'm meeting with somebody and they pull out a notebook and a pen and begin to take down notes because they see my time as valuable and what I'm about to say as valuable. So I feel honored when that happens. Uh, There was a guy that I met with last year. Uh, He was in the process of starting a church, so he wanted to meet with me to see how we started this church. Um, And so I met with him, he paid for my lunch, and then afterwards uh, he sent me a $10 gift card to Starbucks. I told my assistant, I said, I'll meet with him anytime he ever wants to meet again. Why? Because he showed me honor and I got a gift card to Starbucks, and maybe it'll happen again, I don't know. No, but, but it's because he showed me honored. It, it showed me that I was valuable to him and he cared. I, I feel honored when people show up on time because it, it, it means that what's going on is valuable. Those are just some of the times that I feel honored. Let me give you some examples of how I show honor. Um, so I've had the, the opportunity, actually this past week, um, I got to sit in a, uh, a training meeting uh, with Bishop Courtney Macbeth of Calvary Revival and Pastor Steve Kelly of Wave Church. And so I got there early and I took a, a pen and a notebook to write down the notes um, of the things that they were going to say because I wanted to show them that I honored what they were saying and I honored their time. Uh, afterwards, um, so after I've met with people like that, and I've met with them several times before, uh, I've met with people like Dr. Kirk Houston of Gethsemane uh, Fellowship Church 
Um, and after I meet with people like that and I get a chance to learn from them, I always write thank you cards and give them gift cards to let them know that I value the time that we got to spend together. Um, let me go back to another time I felt honored. Um, me and some people on our launch team before we ever started the church, we went to LifePoint Church, um, the same church that Pastor Daniel leads, and it was, there was a conference there, and um, this is the first time we were ever there, like we're in the process of starting, we didn't even have a church yet, and we were there, and um, it was like a VIP night, and so we were hanging out, having dinner, and some of them found out what hotel we were staying at, which is like this cheap, ratty hotel, we just got it to save money, whatever. And they came up to us at the end of the night and they said, hey, we found out you're, that you're staying at La Quinta or whatever it was. We found out that you're staying there. You're not staying there tonight. Actually, uh, we upgraded you and you're gonna be staying at this like five-star hotel. And we stayed there for the rest of the weekend. And then when we got to our room, there was like a gift basket from the church waiting for us. I was like, are you kidding me? Right, see, they showed honor and value for us. Sometimes I've shown honor. Um, so I write thank you cards to people when they do great things just to let them know that I value them. Uh, I feel honored when that happens for me. Um, I want to let people know that I'm grateful for their time. Uh, some of the things that we do as a church to honor people is this. Maybe you've noticed as you come in, we don't have like coffee or donuts. And if you've been to other churches, maybe you're like, hey, how come this church ain't got no coffee and donuts? I'm going to that church down the street. Nah. Here's why. We don't offer coffee and donuts. Uh, because I want you to engage in the worship experience and it's hard for you to do that when you're holding a cup and eating a donut. So we don't do that. But we do provide breakfast for all of our volunteers who serve on Sundays. We have a, a room in the backstage area. We call it THQ, Team Headquarters. We provide breakfast for all the people who serve in our church just to show them honor and to say thank you for what you do. Yeah. There's more. You'll probably keep clapping. Uh, yeah. And so, like, uh, another thing that we're doing in, in the next uh, couple weeks is we're spending money to uh, do a party for all of our people who serve. Uh, we're going to do some training and stuff like that, but we're going to have it catered. Um, we're going to go all out. We're going to make it a great thing. And maybe you wonder, why do you spend money to, for people who serve? Because we want to show them honor. How come not for everybody? That's why you got to start serving. So you can come to a party. But we do that to show them honor. We have guest preachers here. We give them a gift basket, uh, and we find out what, what they love, and then we make sure that we provide it for them. Why? Because we just want to show them honor. When I introduce a guest preacher who comes to preach for us on Sunday morning, I ask you to stand and clap for them as they come to the stage, because I want to prepare your hearts so that you honor them, so that you can honor what they're about to say. See, we're a church where honor flows up, down, and to the side. If you want other ways to show honor, um, I mean, just think about your kids. How can you see them as valuable? How about you get down with them and, and, and let loose and be a kid with them and play with them? Like, man, that would mean so much to them. Again, go to your boss and say, I'm so sorry I've dishonored you. From now on, every single Monday, you're going to get your favorite Starbucks drink. Right? Go to your spouse and say, honey, you are never going to have to open the door yourself again as long as I'm around because I'm going to show you honor. What are ways that you can show honor to people? because we're not gonna get where God is calling us to go without honor. So, let me recap in our close. Uh, honor is to show value. Dishonor is to treat as common. Honor and respect are not the same thing. We earn respect, we give honor. 
I give honor because it's a decision I make, not because you deserve it. Because my reward is tied to how I honor. Honor is about my character. And then when I honor, I'm honoring who and what you represent. My honor extends beyond you. Now, there are three levels of rewards when it comes to honor, all right? Three levels of rewards when it comes to honor. And I'm going to tell you those next week. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We pray you were inspired and encouraged by today's message. If you'd like to support this ministry financially, sign up to serve on a team, join a group, or just find out more information on The Rising, visit us at wearetherising.com.